What's up, y'all? Jay here. Welcome back to Behind the Beard. I'll be your host. If you'd like to sponsor one of these episodes, or several episodes, click the sponsor button down below and do that thing. If you have questions or comments or want to be featured on future episodes or podcasts, hit the message button, leave me a message, and it may well get featured on a future episode. In this episode, I'll be talking about the most frequently commented comment I get on any social media platform, be it YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And that is, man, you need to be on insert singing competition on television here. Well, I got news for you. Stick around. I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to preface this by saying my personal experience with these scenarios and these shows and these producers or networks uh, certainly is mine and mine alone. I'm just sharing with you my experience, my opinion. I don't presume to know what everyone's experience was or is. I do know a good number of people who have also participated in various television shows and they have a similar experience, which doesn't surprise me because that's sort of the nature of the industry. Now, my personal experience wasn't necessarily bad. Uh, it was just very revealing. And it, it confirmed for me what I already suspected, which is I don't have any interest in those things. I still, to this day, get emails from networks. And I don't really respond uh, because of my experience and the lack of interest in having a similar experience moving forward, which is highly probable. Let's start back several years ago. Uh, I spent several years, people, encouraging me to try out for different television shows and that sort of thing, and I just never pursued that. Um, and at, at, at a point, I was contacted by producers and said, hey, we love what you're doing. We'd like you to come audition. I thought, well, at that point, I decided, well, sure, why not? Uh, whatever happens, happens. It'll be a great experience either way. You know, I'm sure I'll learn a lot, make some good acquaintances. Uh, what could it really hurt, right? So I agreed to do that. Not too long after that, my son, who I'd been talking to, had been struggling with life, school, you know, things that folks shouldn't be involved in. And he didn't know what to do. And I just kept telling him, if you want to change your life, you tell me now you make a commitment to me to a certain period of time and to accomplish certain goals. And I got your back. No matter what, I'll walk right beside you through this process. But you have to commit to doing X, Y, and Z. No wavering, no negotiation, no nothing. And uh, lo and behold, he agreed to it, which was really shocking in and of itself. Uh, because what I proposed was was diametrically opposed to his situation he was in at that point in time. Now, much to my bewilderment, he actually got on the plane and showed up. But here's, here's the fun part of that. Uh, my audition for that television show that uh, rhymes with The Moise uh, was two days prior to him arriving at the airport in the same town that, uh, that he was flying into. 
and you know very complimentary during the interview process and and the audition and and it was great very courteous professional individuals then we got to the part where we talked about my son coming to live with me and me going to be dedicated to helping him turn his life around and i saw an instant change in their demeanor and to be frank with you i knew at that moment it wasn't going any further than that and i resolved myself to that at that point in time because i had dedicated to my son uh, to commit to him that time that it took to accomplish the goals he and i had agreed upon but there was still the question of whether he would actually get on the plane because remember this is two days prior to him supposedly be getting on a plane to fly out to live with me which he had never done to that point and what I proposed was such stark contrast to what he was used to. I was well aware of the extremely high probability that he would not actually get on the plane and show up. So when he did, and I saw him walking down the thoroughfare, I was just flabbergasted and elated. and Just so many emotions going through my head. And it was awesome. In every imaginable description of that word, it was awesome. And the journey began. And I'm unsure if, if I got in front of these, these uh, producers uh, because someone suggested it to them or if they just stumbled upon my social media or how exactly that transpired. Uh, but there for a good while, I was in a lot of communication with different producers from different uh, broadcast networks, uh, both visual and audio stuff. Uh, and it was really interesting. It wound up being a little overwhelming, uh, but I had made a commitment to my son that I would help him achieve those goals at all costs. Uh, so frankly, I, I either ignored or, or thanked them and said, no, thank you. And I focused on getting my son through the things that uh, I committed to getting through. I basically stopped playing music except for a few uh, instances here and there. Um, but I had made a commitment, so I focused on helping him push through the barriers that he needed to push through and learn how to navigate things in life without the need for substances or what have you. And... It was the best decision I've ever made in my life. It was also one of the hardest because I've worked many, many years on my career and changing who I am as a person and becoming the person I, I like to look at in the mirror. And the enemy works in interesting ways because the moment that my son needed help, the enemy dangled all these shiny little things in my face and said, here, you've been working all these years for this. Here's your chance. But I had made a commitment to my son, and that was more important to me than anything else, all these quote-unquote opportunities in the world. And I'm so grateful that I was grounded enough to recognize that for what it was, a distraction. It, they were distractions from me doing what my son needed from me. And I'm so proud of him now. He's come so far with that. I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't 
do anything different ever. Never, would never do anything different. I'm stoked about the outcome. But let's get back to the actual audition process that I went through. And uh, what led up to that was a lot of paperwork, uh, a lot of background information and getting to know who I was and doing signing paperwork, et cetera, et cetera, setting up a date. So the day of the audition, I traveled down to the audition location. The auditions were being held at a facility near Boise, Idaho, which was not far from where I lived. So I was grateful for that. I uh, show up there way early because that's just the kind of person I am. If you're early, you're late. If you're on time, you're late. So uh, looking around at all the people there, the people showing up with their parents and loved ones and uh, you, you, you name it. Lots of people uh, showing up at this place. And everybody looked pretty petrified, uh, like a deer in the headlights, including myself, I'm sure. It was... I don't think many of us had gone through that process before. And for me, it was a whole new thing. And I just, it was strange to me. Now, I, I did start noticing pretty quickly that I was by far the oldest person in the parking lot. And I mean, by far, at least 20 years. And then comes along another uh, a lady who was near my age, and I can't remember her name. But naturally, we gravitated towards each other because we were similar age groups. And it seemed like the younger folks were congregating sort of the younger folks. And she and I were by far the oldest people there other than the parents. We were like the age of the parents who were there. So for me, it was just like, what am I doing here? Uh, this, is, this is weird. I don't belong here. But, you know, I thought, you know what? Let's do it and see what happens. Whatever. I'm here. Let's rock and roll. So we're all waiting in the parking lot for the doors to open because the doors open at a specific time and we, you go in and it's very organized. You go through a process and they do more paperwork and then you do some more paperwork and you verify this and that and they get set up and ready to go. And I presumably there were producers in the studio area uh, doing that. And then they put you in groups and they call by groups. So I watched the group go through. And from where we were sitting, you couldn't hear anything going on in the back. So you really had no idea what was going on. But I was watching people go in and come out, go in and come out. And it came the time for they called our group. And by that time, my nerves were gone. I was just like, cool, let's do this. Rock and roll. This is what I'm born to do. Let's do this thing. So we go back and we stage in the hallway and there's a line of us. And you can pretty much hear what's going on in the audition room. And, and a few of the folks were in there for a very brief period of time. And a few were in there much longer. And you could hear them singing and you couldn't hear the words being spoken. But you, you could tell if they did well or not because if they didn't do well, they were out right away. And if they did well, they were in there a little longer. And I just assumed that the process was you go in and they let you know later. Uh, that proved not to be the case. So they call my number and I'm, I go in there and, uh, it's a, a room with, you know, cameras and people kind of doing things, moving around and a couple of producers and one producer in particular sitting behind a desk and I could see through the glass of the control room. There were some other people sitting in there and I thought, Hmm, okay, this is sort of weird, but right on whatever. So went through the questioning process, introduced myself, talked about some things. Uh, they asked me what I planned to uh, perform and I told them and I said, I have my own backing tracks, gave my backing tracks. 
they tried to put you at ease. Very, very pleasant, professional. They were great. They just make you feel very comfortable and they want you to perform well and want you to feel natural. And they did a good, great job of that. So I performed a, a few songs and uh, the producer stopped me and we talked a little bit and performed a couple other songs. And I honestly thought, oh, I blew it. Uh, this isn't going to happen. Because if you're like me, you, you always feel like you could have done things better. Uh, and usually I can have done things better. But they said, hey, how would you like to go to the next step? Um, we really like you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, cool, awesome, that'd be great. So at that point, they sent me to a secondary room where I hadn't seen anybody go, go yet. And I thought, oh, weird. So I go in there, and there's another producer in there who starts asking questions and and uh, sort of doing the interview process. And that's at the point where I, where I started discussing my son coming uh, to live with us and the vibe completely changed almost instantly. And, and that's it. That's the point at which I realized, you know, I don't think this is happening. And if it doesn't, that's fine because my son needs me. And I thought, okay, it's going to go to the next producers. And what happens if they want me to come to LA or wherever and be involved in this? I've committed my son. I don't think I'll be able to do it. At that point, I got a little worried, but I, 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 was pretty certain it wasn't going to happen uh, because you know how sometimes you just get that feeling. You just know that something you said or did um, probably put the brakes on, and that's fine. And I've gotten several emails uh, over the last few years asking me to come back and re-audition, and I haven't, uh, and I don't really have an interest in doing that. Uh, you know, I did it, didn't work out, and it just kind of is what it is. And I'm okay with that. And now, since then, uh, presumably unrelated, producers have reached out to me about other opportunities, different TV shows, and a couple other sort of weird scenarios that I never really quite understood, which is why I didn't bother to follow through with them. And I passed on those. And in the interim there, during that period of time, uh, the pandemic, or whatever you want to call it, hit and things got really, really strange. Uh, music pretty much ceased to exist and uh, adjusted uh, to that, even though I hadn't really been doing a lot of music to that point because I had been so involved in uh, getting my son up to speed and dealing with that. Uh, and during that time, we actually built a bus, but more on that adventure in another episode. Now let's skip forward about a year, not quite a year, and several bizarre opportunities allegedly uh, in the interim and uh, half a country away and one of the individuals who worked with the casting company who I dealt with originally contacted me and said hey would you be interested in another opportunity I thought well you know the last one wasn't bad I've had some weird ones in between but you know I'm in a place now in my life where why not let's give it a shot uh, I had accomplish what needed to be accomplished. Uh, I found myself in a position where I could do that, uh, not to the detriment of my son. And I thought, you know, let's give it a shot. Well, uh, that's where the differences really started. So much like the first in endeavor, 
there's a lot of paperwork and things you have to provide and things you go through and have conversations with people and they, they do their due diligence and that's all fine and good. And to be expected, to be honest with you. So that was not a big deal. And the initial contact with the individual, the guy that I, I dealt with, I had sort of felt like I became a little bit friendly and I felt like there was, they were a trustworthy individual and as well as the female that I had interacted with. So I had no real alarm bells because they had struck me and, and still strike me to some degree as upstanding individuals. Now, even though there was a lot of information that just wasn't being shared and I, and I felt to some degree that it was vague on purpose uh, and that sort of thing turns me off completely. You can tell me you don't know. I'd rather you tell me, hey, we're working out the details rather than just not saying anything. And frankly, there was quite a bit of that, but I thought, you know what? This might be a good opportunity. Let's, let's move forward. Uh, so I go through some of the process and I had a few phone calls and I was given specific information. I thought, you know, okay, I have sort of an itinerary assuming that this transpires. So let me work on making myself available and doing what needed to be done uh, here and with uh, shows that I had uh, tentatively scheduled. So I put a bunch of stuff on hold to go be part of this opportunity, even though I didn't feel like I had enough information quite yet. But I thought, you know, interesting timing. Uh, maybe this is being presented because I passed on the others. Who knows? I just thought, you know, let's give it a shot and give it the benefit of the doubt. So let's skip forward a little bit, a few weeks, and I go through a, a background check thing, which I have no issues with my, my history. I'm an open book. I've made the lion's share of really bad life choices over my, over my life. And I've also learned how to make better life choices. And my life is drastically different today than it was even, say, 15 years ago. And I, if I can share some of my experience with people to encourage them and, and show them that you don't have to live that way, I, I, that's what I want to do. Now, let's get to the background interview process. So I was contacted by a guy named Scott who claimed to be a, an investigator for the network or the casting company or somebody. And it was, frankly, a very unprofessional-looking email. And I thought, well, let me just verify this because there's lots of scammers out there. So I did, and come to find out this individual was the one of the investigators. And uh, so I scheduled a call, a video call, and did that video call. Now, here's, here's the thing. Uh, I'm married to a trained forensic interviewer, which affords me a little more insight uh, in addition to some training I've had over the years to pick up on lines of questionings and the way things are posed uh, that the average person may not pick up on. Well, the line of questioning was fairly generic and uh, for a period of time, and then it got to the point where they started asking uh, if I had any strong political beliefs, or which I don't. I don't think there's a politician alive that gives a crap about you or I either one. Uh, then they started asking me if I had any mental health issues. I said I had been diagnosed with rapid cycle bipolar disorder many years ago, but I had addressed that appropriately and it doesn't affect me anymore. Uh, they'd also ask if I'd received a shot for a virus that's being propagated on the world currently 
or if I intended to, and I responded uh, appropriately, which was I don't know because I didn't feel like I had enough information at the time. But ultimately, I wish I had said it's none of your business because it's irrelevant to a singing competition. But I didn't, uh, and I answered truthfully, and there were some things that I had forgotten about that I followed up with later saying, hey, I, I did remember this and I did remember that. Because if you're like me, I've made the lion's share of bad choices, bad life choices. I've done some really dumb things throughout my life. I haven't done anything like that in a, a long time, but I, when I was younger, I did lots of really stupid stuff. So, you know, I don't live there. And I don't fixate on all the past mistakes in my life. I focus on today and doing the right thing today. And uh, interestingly enough, directly after those questions, or very, very shortly afterwards, the interview was cut short. And then it was a complete radio silence in communication from anyone to do with Fox. Anyone to do with that television show. Or the casting agency. Absolute radio silence. So I was still operating off the comprehension that certain things were going to transpire. I hadn't heard any different. I was still making plans to do that. While recognizing things in development change, I get that. But it struck me as odd that it was an instant lack of communication. And I could speculate as to why that is. But personally, I found that to be uh, egregiously unprofessional. Uh, well, it, a, a no thank you or anything would have been adequate, but literally, it was radio silence. Until I finally, and I reached out to several people saying, hey, I know there's a process, just checking in to make sure everything's still good. Um, making plans, making arrangements to be gone potentially for a while. Nothing. Zero response from anyone. So finally, the night before I'm allegedly leaving on a plane, the day, that during that day, I sent an email to the executive producer and just said, hey, you know, I, I get the distinct feeling that uh, while I still think I might be a good fit for the show, I, I can't help but feel like the feeling isn't mutual based on the lack of response, to which I got no response until late that evening from her assistant, uh, saying, you know, you're free to go do whatever. And I thought to myself, well, of course I am. I was being professional, I thought, and communicating effectively uh, about the scenario, but I, I couldn't help but just be struck at how immeasurably disrespectful and unprofessional that is. Now, I'm just old-fashioned enough to take that as an extreme insult and uh, at that point, I don't have a lot of use for you. And it's a shame because the folks who are involved in that system just perpetuate the lunacy, as far as I'm concerned. Best I could tell, it's just pure lunacy. If you don't give the just the canned right response, then you're a pariah or, you know, whatever. Insert your word here. And, and frankly, that's just repugnant. And I'm grateful that I didn't get involved in those individuals at this point anyway. And honestly, after having gotten to know a few people who've been on those shows and uh, other shows and, and been in the industry, I know a few people in television, uh, I'm 
not the only person who's had similar experiences, and it will perpetuate itself until somebody says enough. So there's the short cliff notes version of my experience with just a couple of the scenarios. If you'd like for me to go into more detail, just let me know. Leave me a comment. Leave me a message. Let me know if you'd like me to expound on something. If you agree with me, if you disagree with me, if you would have responded differently. What are your thoughts on that? I really appreciate your support. And as always, know that you're loved and appreciated. Be kind to one another and do the right thing always.